welcome back to Trust God Bro. Um, get your hot chocolate, light your fire, turn on the Hallmark Christmas movie. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, the 12 days of Christ-centered miss, relishing and reflecting on the gospel, a Christ-centered Christmas advent. So the 12 days of Christmas is considered one of the most annoying Christmas songs by a lot of people. And like I talked about last time, uh, if you actually went and bought out every single item from that song, it would be $38,993 or $170,000 for each item, for each gift repeated. And even more than this, even more than true love's budget, um, true love's kiss, we need the gospel. So I'm doing this 12 days of Christ-centered miss, and I'm talking about different attributes of God, you know, and it's, I'm calling it Christ-centered miss, and I don't really care if it rolls off the tongue that much, but I mean, it's kind of fun. So yeah, at the end of every episode, I kind of just want to include a, a couple discussion questions for you or a friend to think about and to talk about. Today is about God's faithfulness, and what does this mean? Um, well, on the second day of Christmas, my, my true love gave me not only two turtle doves, but um, Trust God Bro episode about trusting God's faithfulness. So, um, in choosing the order of these meditations, I wanted to follow God as a creator with God as being faithful because the focus of our meditation for this will be a similar psalm in the, the same category, Psalm 98, which is also a part of the royal psalms. The depths of the riches of God's wisdom, the depths of his faithfulness is deep. And we, we, we want this to rest in us. We need it to go deep into our hearts. This much we know. We experience failures and moments that sometimes speak against God's faithfulness. Habakkuk says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, and you do not listen or cry out to you about violence, and you do not save? David Platt says, The Bible is not a book of shallow, trite faith that pretends everything is perfect in the world. This is a book about real wrestling with the realities of sin and suffering in the world and the inevitable questions that come with that. How do we come to a place to trust that God is faithful when it seems that He isn't? And I would say that Psalm 98 is a great way to show us how to trust God when it seems like the world is upside down. Psalm 98, a psalm. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst in a jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sounds of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth, for he will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity reflect on this. And this is what it says. He says, He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. This is Psalm 98. Um, So think about all the times that God has been faithful to you. Think about all the times you doubted that God would come through. And I don't really know what all that means for you, but um, just, just consider that for a moment. 
How much more so was it for the Israelites? Think about how much they doubted his promises every time and how many of them came true. All of them, they all came true. He never let them down. And God delivered them from Egypt. God parted the Red Sea. God sent manna. God delivered them to the promised land. And this much is true. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So it is a part of God's character that he will be faithful because he does not deny his own character. He is a God of, of justice and righteousness. So the reason why we can bank shot 10 times out of 10 on God's promises is because he ties it to his own character. For God to break a promise is for God to go against his own character in his very name. For he is the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Therefore, God speaks to us. He gives us promise after promise after promise to never leave us or forsake us, to deliver us. So here I am talking into my microphone in my comfy little chair, and there you are, sitting on the other side, maybe scoffing, and um, or, or not. But what causes you to believe that you may ask me? Like, you may ask Dayton, why, do you, why would you say that? God is not really faithful. Uh, when your best friend dies in a car accident, when the coronavirus kills your grandfather, when you go blind at 25, how can you still say God is faithful? Psalm 51 says, Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. You see, God is more committed to our joy than we are committed to our joy. He's exceedingly more faithful. The reason why God would allow the suffering of Israel, your best friend, your mom, your teacher, or yourself, is because He loves you. Romans 8.28 says that, For those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. I know that when I read this, I want to squirm and fight back a little bit. I want to say, no, you don't. If you did, then you wouldn't do this. But God knows our heart better than we do our own heart. And he knows what we need better than we do. We can really tell that the nature of the bone crushing that is done in Psalm 51 is good. It's, it's intended for a good response. It says, let the bones that you have broken rejoice and rejoice. The crushing moments are not purposeless, but specifically lead to our rejoicing in God, rejoicing in our salvation, rejoicing in God's mercy. The most stubborn hearts cannot help but sing to their creator when crushed to the point of repentance. I can promise you this, that number one, God is faithful. And number two, your suffering is not meaningless because in our hearts, we really don't rejoice in God. We want to have power, comfort, and control more than we want God. You see, God is not the creator of evil. Because of the fall in our fallen hearts, we experience pain and suffering in this world. However, God still uses it for his glory. And Genesis says, 
What you meant for evil, God meant for good, and that is what he does in our lives. God will do in his perfect wisdom what he can to reveal his perfect love and tender kindness, what we could never do. And like Psalm 98 says, the Lord has made known his salvation to the most downtrodden, to the most deprived. We esteemed him not. He came as a young plant. He grew up before, he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we would desire him. Our carnal hearts turned away, rejected this salvic root. God still made it known that we could rejoice. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus Christ experienced the rejection of God. So whoever opens their lives to him and trusts him would be accepted and received by God. This man that this in Isaiah talks about is Jesus. And Jesus experienced the most terrible, horrifying no from God. God said no, that he went through the cross so we could experience the yes of God, for God to look down and, and accept us. And, and this is what the foundation of God's faithfulness comes from. It flows from Christ that when Christ experienced the part of God that we deserved, the wrath of God, so that we could have the faithfulness and the, the, the trustworthiness and the goodness of God poured out on us because of Christ. And that we can count on it every time because we know that Christ died for us. And we know that he will fill all his other promises. What then shall we say to these things? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he then not also with him graciously give us all things? To end with some discussion questions, I wanted to ask the first question. Why do times of trials and suffering cause us to doubt God's faithfulness? And the next question is, what promises from God do you know? Take some time to recite them to yourself or talk about your favorite promise with a friend. I think this is really helpful and um, I think the more we cherish these promises in our heart, um, the more we can grow. And in conclusion, I just want to thank you again for listening and I want to encourage um, everyone just to spend this holiday season to reflect on the gift of Christ. Thanks to the commentary on Psalm 98 by David Platt. Like last time, it's called Christ-Centered Exposition, Exalting Jesus in Psalms 51 through 100. And thanks to my brother, Derek Rumble, for the awesome intro and outro. I mean, it sounds fire, guys. I mean, if you listen to this, who, like, where does this stuff come from, man? He's a, he's a gold mine. So listen to his music, type in Sounds from the Outside into Google, Bandcamp, and thanks again for listening to this Christ-centered episode, um, Christ-centered mess, and, and that's how you trust God, bro. Trust His faithfulness.